0: Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action-adventure and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary podcast.
1: You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Science Fictionary podcast. I am David and I'm joined tonight by Andrew What's going on, everybody? And Marisha. How's it going? That can lead us right into our first topic of the night, the Flash trailer. The second Flash trailer has now come out. And I mean, my biggest takeaway was that line because it was so goofy and forced. You know, I'm talking about the let's get Michael (laughs) Keaton's like, let's get nuts. Okay. (laughs) So what you're establishing to me is that in this continuity, which also now has been confirmed, it takes place. I think they said, like forty years after Batman Returns, or something like that. Which okay. that would that would just line up with, that would about mm-hmm. line up with where we're at. Yeah, in the real world, a little bit, a little bit more. But so this Batman has just decided that's his catchphrase, as <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna say <laughs> that to people.
2: Well, that's fun.
1: Uh, but yeah, we need to get into the Flash here. But first, I just says uh, Andrew, Marisha, how how you guys doing? What are you guys um? What have you guys been been watching lately? What, we used to do that a lot. We used to ask, well, what have true. you been watching? What have you been doing? What nerd things have been going on in your life? If you've got nothing, we can move on. But I'm just curious.
0: Is there so anything I, that has well, stood out the, to you? The, the, the biggest nerd thing we've been watching is a rewatch. Uh, we finally finished Stargate SG-1 with the kids a, co- a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched through all, what, nine seasons? And two movies. Is it eight, eight or nine. One um, movie. Yeah. We only watched one. There is another one we we need to watch at some point, but it's like not. It, it's a time travel one, so mm-hmm. it's really not tied to the main storyline. And now we are well into
1: Stargate Atlantis. We're,
2: we finished Which the first be? season. We're on season two.
1: Now Which one is Jason about. Momoa in? Stargate Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. Good. That just makes sense, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, yes. No. It, it's it Aquaman.
2: Fall. Yeah, he shows up in what season two or three?
1: middle
0: of season two i
2: think
1: okay somewhere
0: he hasn't shown guess, up yet i'm guessing
1: he doesn't play the king of atlantis he, he does, does not. not he he plays jason momoa is there a king of atlantis in stargate atlantis there's not
0: Mm-mm. now so the Ooh. the deal with stargate atlantis is the the atlanteans have been gone from the galaxy for like a hundred thousand years,
2: years. Yeah, 10,000 years, I guess. It's. And so, yeah, they've abandoned the city. It's in, an, in the Pegasus galaxy. And so they've managed to get to Atlantis and the city's empty. And so they're, you know, exploring and exploring the galaxy and the the city and all the things. So it's been fun. It's a, it's a fun one to watch with the kids.
0: Interesting. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Outside of that, I have my... So when I'm sick, which was a lot, Lately, <laughs> I tend to just watch things that are just going to be on, and I'm not going to really pay attention to. Yeah. So, so over the last month, I haven't watched just a whole lot.
2: He has watched lots and lots of The Mystery of Oak Island. That's that's a thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, never <laughs> heard of that. Well, the, the <laughs> trick with with the Oak Island show is that. If, I, if the kids were being loud in the room and I just wanted to, like, lay on the sofa and sleep because I was sick, then I would turn on that because it's, like, the only thing I've ever found that I can turn on and my kids will leave the room. <laughs> 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 like, they'll stand in the back of the room and watch commercials. But if I turn on uh, Oak Island, they're gone.
2: It's just that riveting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hilarious. but uh
0: but stargate's been a big one like getting to re-watch and mm-hmm. it's been uh,
2: fun I haven't watched it in like 15 years so it's uh, been at fun. some
0: point we'll have to uh do a David watches some stargate episode
2: oh yeah that'll be fun
1: yeah you know what else
2: we actually finally got around to starting I mean I don't know it's been off the air for a couple of years now but we've been watching fresh off the boat so turns out Rondo park is consistently hilarious. Even outside of being a weird FBI agent in the MCU, so we've been enjoying that.
1: You know, wait, what's the, wait? What's the name of his character in the MCU? Jimmy Woo. Oh, Jimmy Woo. Okay. Yes. Right. Special Agent Jimmy, Jimmy Woo. Woo. With yeah. Magic tricks. See, the best yeah, I, running character in the MCU right now. Absolutely. Definitely.
0: And I, you know that's one of the things that I felt like Ant Man was missing. This this go round uh-huh. was, and it was bigger. It needed to be a bigger story, but like. Part of it was like his, you know, the crew of you know former former thieves and then characters like, like no Luis. Blue, Luis. Uh-huh. Like you know, I wanted more of those characters and of course going bigger and then going to the
1: you know, if they had taken Well, they actually went smaller.
0: Smaller. If they had taken sure. Luis with them, <laughs> yes. Would have been interesting. That would have been epic. But uh, it that was one of the things that I found disappointing about that movie is that some of those characters were were mm-hmm. not around.
2: Yeah, I agree. Because the kind of the, the supporting ensemble has always been really good. Of course, I think a lot of people are still hoping that eventually there's going to be a Darcy and Jimmy Woo show. I think that they were a po- popular enough duo.
0: There was talk about that, but I think they would really have to find, like, what are they going to do?
1: yeah i'm i'm okay i'm okay leaving darcy out of the mcu (laughs) but i mean i think jimmy woo like he's was he in the secret invasion trailer he's not if not i feel like he's been rumored to show up in secret invasion maybe there's a lot of places he can still show up armor wars coming up um there's a lot of uh, thunderbolts there's a lot of room left for him to do more and that is that is really exciting. But yeah, so you watch Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, yeah. so like, that's it's been a comedy.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, it's a sitcom it's set in the '90s. You know, it's a mm-hmm. in in Orlando, so it's
0: it's been entertaining. It's called We've Mostly Run Out of Things to Watch.
2: Yeah, that that's has been <laughs> a good I'm watching one, though.
0: Ted Lasso. That's true.
2: And, Ted Lasso. Uh, I
0: didn't realize. I actually missed out. I didn't realize that the third season of Mythic Quest was actually out already. I totally missed that mm. memo. So. Uh found that out last night so I can go catch up on Mythic Quest
2: now. Yeah, that'll be fun. well you know what I did see a trailer for that I'm kind of excited about is Chinese Born American. We'll get Daniel Wu, we'll get Michelle Yeoh, we'll get some lots of really interesting uh short round. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so that one should be fun. Yeah,
0: nothing.
2: I, think I do
1: feel bad fun. for Short Round that he's now always just going to be called Short Round. He's won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah still short round um but yeah that that is interesting there's a lot of very prominent asian actors right now and they're getting to do a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and that's exciting um i would love to see more asian films become popular in the u.s like parasite did
0: yeah well what was it netflix or amazon that just announced that they're fixing to spend a ton of money on korean films maybe
1: Netflix has a lot of Korean films. Yeah, they do. Also, Netflix is making a Squid Games remake, but in English, and that is just the worst idea I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the original one, but I I
1: did see that, and I was um, Squid Game is good. It's good. It's not great, but it's good.
0: It just struck me as like sort of a weird cash grab. Like I I don't like doing an doing a
1: A English remake.
0: Like I, I don't see the point.
1: No, it's it's ridiculous. It's really like kind of just upsetting to me because it's like what the, what, the, what was the problem? Were you mad that there were people who wouldn't watch it cuz they didn't yeah. want to listen to the Korean? Well, they could put on the English dub if they wanted to. Like I just yeah. it's yeah. it's insane. I really no no one's going to watch that.
0: No. It's, it's kind like, of let's things, like, let's remake Footloose. The whole premise for the for the movie <laughs> is it's kind of out there. It's a little, like, it's, it's not a normal story. So, like, you know, they kind of it was successful. They caught lightning in a bottle with it and then trying to go back and duplicate it and do it in another language and everything.
1: I, I don't know. I have a feeling it won't do very well. No, but, I really hope that they do. Season 2, maybe season 3, and then they're done this is the perfect show for that kind of thing of like Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: don't we don't need okay so like i love john wick right we don't need all the spinoffs not everything needs to have all these spinoffs this interesting universe squid game for example i could totally see them being like we're going to do the squid game spinoff and squid game prequels and we're going to do a we're going to do a show that's about the first ever squid game like yeah yeah so anyway you know what show you guys but go ahead go ahead you know what show you guys need to watch is Better Call Saul. Ooh. Season six just dropped on Netflix. Okay. Uh, so it's the final season. I just watched it. It's one of the best series finales I've ever seen. And I'm usually pretty disappointed by series finales, but it was mm-hmm. really well done. I mean, just as good as Breaking Bad series finale. Better Call Saul, you, you believe the hype. It is an excellent, excellent TV show. Bob Odenkirk, I hope he has a lot more coming up because I'd hate for him to fade out of the limelight now that Better Call Saul has ended. Uh, But yeah, Better Call Saul is great. I recently watched that. And also, I recently just randomly decided to really get into the DC animated movies that are on HBO Max. So I've always loved the DC animated universe, the Batman animated series, Superman, Justice League, Justice League, Unlimited. And in 2012, they decided they were going to reboot the animated universe and make it all one continuity, like New 52, kind Mm -hmm. of. And they did that, and then they did that for about 10 years until recently they rebooted it again. So there's like this 10-year period where every single DC film was in the same continuity and continued a long story. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch all of these. They're all about an hour long. There's about like 15 of them. And I just spent, like, the last week watching them. Okay. Uh, Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That was the next question. Well, how how has that been? If you like DC characters, you should watch the Batman ones. You should watch the Suicide Squad one. And you should watch the Constantine ones. Okay. And then... Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is the most radical title for a movie I've ever heard Justice League colon Dark colon Apocalypse war <laughs> um, Well, so yeah, that's the one where they just reboot everything and that's actually really cool because they said like, you know what this Superman kind of sucks. That's mm-hmm. where th- that was the big problem with this universe was nobody liked this version of Superman. This okay. guy's an idiot. So what if he literally screws up the entire universe by insisting that they attack Darkseid? And then Darkseid just destroys the planet because of this asshole Superman who like got overly ambitious hmm. and and just like starts a war with apocalypse. And Batman, everybody said, Don't do this, Clark. Do not start the apocalypse war. And Clark started the apocalypse war, and the war got destroyed. So it ends with the flash being like i'm just restarting i'm flash was in prison they break flash 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 out of prison and he's like i'm just gonna restart this is ridiculous and he just runs really fast and wipes it all away um but the movie itself has some funny moments because then it just becomes a post-apocalyptic uh dc story mm-hmm. for like a good solid chunk of the movie It's just like about constantine and like like some other random characters like harley quinn raven and clark kent and like edric and the demon like this really weird combination of characters now surviving in the apocalypse uh not like the apocalypse as in the planet from with dark side but as in literally like the end of the world so there's some interesting stuff there but that's what i was watching i did that glad that that's over that i can like cross that off my list of i did that (laughs) um and then the other thing that i watched recently was last of us but i think well, I guess, I guess we could get into The Last of Us now or I could yeah. I was going to Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be talking for a solid chunk of this straight without any interruption cuz I don't think y'all have seen Last of Us, have you? We have. we have
2: not. No, and I really don't know anything about Last of Us except that it, it's, you know, just kind of the general knowledge that of of, you know, the basic premise of the storyline, you know, the found child and she's special and Pedro Pascal is the broody father figure.
1: Yeah, so Pedro Pascal is a father figure again.
2: And there's zombies.
1: Yeah, they're not zombies; they're infected. Okay. I actually no, no. I I was trying to say that sarcastically because that's like a thing they were talking about right. in the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's like it's not a zombie show; they're infected. Shut up! Why are you too good to be a zombie show? Yeah, that like really <laughs> now. I honestly, I love Last of Us. I loved it. I loved the video game when it first came out 10 years ago. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of the video games. It's one of the best video games I ever played. It's a great story. And I loved this show. It's it's an incredible adaptation. I think I think it's a better story than the video game. Oh, because that's Because it impressive. understood that the story points in the video game. There were story points that existed only to facilitate gameplay. Which makes okay. perfect sense and worked. Because mm-hmm. you're a playing game. a video game. Right. It's like... There's a story point where, oh, they need to go across town to get a battery for the car. Mm -hmm. Well, the only reason that exists is to have like this gameplay moment. So how about we just cut that out? Because there's no reason. And they knew to do that. And they changed a few things from the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, they made things a little tighter, make a little bit more sense, Mm -hmm. gave some characters a little bit more um, agency. And I think overall made a better story and i highly recommend the last of us it is brutal don't watch it with your kids it is um there's not even like a whole lot of cursing or sexual content it's just it's like brutal violence and just like really gross disturbing stuff that happens in this messed up world not like saw levels of gross disturbing mm-hmm. um just you know like it's no spoiler like a, like kids get shot you know and die and stuff Like mm-hmm. it's a messed up world but yeah. yeah, Last of Us is excellent. I highly recommend watching the show if you get the chance. Um, I'm really interested what they do with season two because so Last of Us two, the video game, jumps like ten years. Well, you can't really do that, right? Because Bella Ramsey isn't going to grow up ten years within the two years they're going to be making this, right? Right. She's not going to age ten years. So I'm hoping what they do is they take advantage of that and just continue the story right from where we left off instead of doing a time jump. Yeah. I actually think that would be really, really great. And they could actually tell some unique story that way. Yeah, exactly. They can, they can tell some unique story and yeah, I think that'd be great, but I just really want to talk about last of us a little bit on the show because I know we're past the mark of it being a big deal. I watched it late. I let it all come out. Then I watched it. So we're missing the boat on talking about the hype of the last of us, but I was just so impressed by it that I really wanted to talk about it and point it out and say, you believe the hype. You got to watch this show. It is a beautiful story about people and um, the hardships of life about finding reason to keep going about facing your lowest points about family about what family means. Um, There's honestly like, Again, and this is what the best zombie stories do, where the zombies are not the vocal point
2: Mm -hmm. uh, at
1: all. They are really cool and they're unique. I give them credit where they're like, it's not a zombie show because they are very unique from other zombies. They are like fungal infected, like humans, like the humans are technically still alive. They're just sick. But like,
0: yeah, it's uh, infected from mushrooms, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, from uh, mushrooms and spores. And yeah. it's really freaking creepy. It's horrifying, like way creepier than just a regular zombie, in my opinion. Some of the designs were outstanding. The practical effects they used, just yeah. horrifying. Really cool action sequences. Not every episode had a big action sequence. Really? And, yeah, sometimes it just really focused on storytelling. Well,
2: good on them because, you know, sometimes I think shows like that feel like they sort of have to have that moment every episode
0: they do but i think i think um the walking dead did a lot to change that that's true where zombies like especially after the first season like zombies the role zombies play is more or less when everybody starts getting too comfortable they use zombies to shake things back up
1: yeah yeah zombies only really pose a threat when it's a horde in The Walking Dead. And that's what's interesting about The Last of Us is they have like unique infected that actually like there are some of these infected. Like, if there's just two of them, that's that's a big threat. Like Joel, mm. who has been surviving in the apocalypse for 20 years, is like, oh crap, run. There's two of them. There's two clickers, is what one of the versions is called. That's the one with like the mushroom that's like split its face. And like Ooh. just has a big like fungal face. Those things are horrifying. It's like there's two of them, we gotta freaking run. So this did bring me back to like the heyday of Walking Dead. Like this was very reminiscent of Walking Dead, like season three, where the zombies were not a big deal. It, they were kind of in the background that facilitated the world. And and really it's a story about people. And there's some great stories in this show that are like little bottleneck stories. And usually I hate bottleneck stories. Mm-hmm. Or like episodes are just about one thing, but they did a great job uh, integrating the, those stories and sprinkling them in to the main story that was happening, and showing us a quick ten-minute story about a mom and a boy, and they were being evacuated, and then they were there was no more room in the quarantine zone, so they were just killed by the military, like stuff like that. Wow, uh, there's yeah. like great little stories like that. And of course, the episode Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys have heard about was Nick Offerman's episode. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson's episode where he was in this show playing Bill. And yeah, that's like the best episode of TV I've seen in a very long time. It it was an absolutely stellar episode of television, of post-apocalyptic storytelling, which is one of my favorite genres. Um, it changed a big thing from the game. Like, it's, a, it's, it's entirely new. Bill was in the game, but they did an entirely new thing with his character and his story, and in my opinion, made it better. And, yeah, I, it, even if you don't watch the whole show, watch, like, episode three of The Last of Us. It's one of the best post-apocalyptic stories ever told. It's an incredible love story as well. It's, it's, I can't rave enough about the show. Uh, I love Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. They brought something unique to the characters. They actually were told, this is interesting, I think, they were told not to play the game.
2: Hmm.
1: because Yeah, I did
2: see that. Yeah,
1: They didn't want them just copying what the other actors did for those right. characters. And so they really brought their own unique spin to it, where even though Pedro Pascal does not really look like Joel from the games, You know, Joel is a white man in the games, for example. Bella Ramsey does not look like Ellie. They make it work and they're almost like their own characters. They're still Mm -hmm. Joel and Ellie and they still hit all the right notes that I really wanted to see. But I am able to view them as just different interpretations of this character. And I don't have to compare them to each other, which is a really outstanding thing they pulled off that they actually are just both so good in their own ways that they can coexist. Right. And that's
2: always really an accomplishment for an adaption, especially a video game adaption where you have had, it's not just like you read about these characters, you've seen them portrayed in a different way. You've also and been so,
1: those characters. Yeah. You've yeah. Played for sure. Those characters. Yeah, definitely.
2: That's always, that's a line that most people don't walk well is the line between making the new characters original but still kind of retaining the spirit of the source material? So,
0: yeah, no, I mean, look at, I mean, the the uh, Halo series was a, yeah, was sort of a disaster. Yeah, and it's one of those things. theirs was a disaster because they tried to make it different than the games. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. And so it's a fine line to walk, like, of doing it different, but still making people like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Definitely, this has been called the best video game adaptation, and there's been a lot of those lately. Mario was... A, I haven't seen Mario, but apparently that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mario, I almost don't see it as a video game adaptation, because it's almost just like it's such a big franchise in upon itself, Yeah, that it's hard to even think of it like, oh yeah, that was a video game. Uh, but yeah, that was... Um, really successful and so i think we're gonna see a lot more video game adaptations this gives me a lot of hope for a red dead redemption adaptation oh. that would be amazing it, it would be the best cowboy thing i've ever it would be the best cowboy show ever we need a good cowboy show well we have um, the mandalorian right, right, right yeah that's a good point <laughs> it's the
2: best cowboy show we've had in
1: a minute yeah uh, that but no red West dead redemption
0: World. red dead redemption is just begging for a TV adaptation,
1: yeah. And I would have said, like, I Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I cry every single time I play it, every time I cry at the ending, every single time. And I have such an emotional attachment to that character of Arthur Morgan and then John Marston as well. There's two of the most iconic mm-hmm. video game protagonists of all time now. Yeah. Um, and I would have been like, no you can't do an adaptation because it they're not going they're going to ruin it but now like if they did it like how last of us did it mm-hmm. that's the perfect template to follow and say like you can do a red dead redemption adaptation look what last of us did you can definitely pull this off yeah
2: i mean and i feel like uh the witcher kind of broke the curse of the video game adaptations that just sort of crashed and burned i mean there were just so many of them
0: well i think doing doing more you know these bigger tv budgets Mm -hmm.
2: it's uh, it's better suited
0: i I think the problem is is taking a video game that potentially even on a quick run take 20 hours to play through right and then come trying to compress that into a movie i think that i think that that was always the curse was these video game adaptations aren't working as movies but i think longer format storytelling Mm-hmm. Lends itself better to adapting things like video games.
2: Yeah, that I think that that's a, I think that's
1: a good point. Did you ever see the Assassin's Creed movie? No, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. It
1: looked just so fun,
2: but the reviews were just yeah. so terrible. I could never convince me and, and my to. friends
1: like just it out laughing multiple times in the theater.
0: Yeah, that's never good. Although I did that during
1: Titanic. <laughs> huh <laughs> what do you mean when in so, 1999 no but so, like at what moments in the movie
0: I don't remember all of them Most, not too many it was like maybe two places but the one that made everybody mad that was sitting around me was when, when Jack dies and he's like frozen in the water and he's clinging to the board like his fingers are frozen to the door and she's like, never let go, of Jack. And then she kind of like breaks his frozen fingers
1: <laughs> off the board. <laughs> that's, yeah, no. That's, I'm sorry, it
0: was funny. the it was the it was the fact that she literally had to kind of break him off the board. like it just killed me. It was too much. <laughs> <laughs> and the dark. thing is, I really did enjoy like it's a it's a spectacular film now. I've never really enjoyed it. I loved it the first time I watched it, even though I did I did laugh at that part. It was it's never been one I've tried to re-watch it and just been like it's so like once you see it once, you've seen everything. there's nothing deeper mm-hmm. to get out of it or there's you know it's i don't I don't know it uh I just I've never been able to watch it again. But, yeah, it did upset some people in the theater back during the original release of <laughs> Titanic. Hey, oh,
1: uh, Oppenheimer uh, is going to end with a nuclear explosion. A real nuclear explosion. How oh, yeah. Ins- but th- How th- insane is that? Yeah, did you hear about that, Marisha? No. The- Wait, Christopher late- Nolan. they filmed
0: a nuclear explosion. Yeah, they-
1: oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, like, what kind of strings do you have to pull to convince them to let I you know. set off a nuke? I was just making a joke of, like, hey, the movie ends that way. Right. Spoilers, <laughs> but that's history. But now, yeah, Andrew brings a good point. That's right. They did actually film a nuclear explosion. Wow. Which is, how, do you, how do you film that? Because, like, I would imagine if you look at a nuclear explosion, it can't be good for your health. Oh, hmm. yeah. it looks It looks like a fantastic movie, but... So, I saw Cocaine Bear recently. I talked about it recently. And in the theater, I was sitting next to my friend who's the most polite thing I can say is he's unhinged. And, um, most polite thing. You know what? I'm going to make, I'm going to say something that I think is really freaking funny. And, um, because we're not a big famous podcast, it's okay for me to say it. Uh, this is my friend who is, I'm not going to say his name, but he is literally. Ma- mike the tiger for lsu oh, the mascot that's great okay and we were sitting there in cocaine I've, I've,
0: I've known people who were college mascots it takes a, it takes a type.
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah he's that <laughs> and we're watching it and there's like brutal scenes in it and there's one where like a woman falls all- out of a car and like gets road rash on her face Ugh. just oh everyone else is like Argh. and then he let out the most maniacal laugh I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and he's like slapping my arm. Like, isn't that hilarious, buddy? And I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm not. I told, it. Afterwards, I was like, dude, I'm, I know we've been joking about it for years, but you really need to see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke anymore. But no, That's I'll good. definitely, I've heard,
0: I've, I've heard nothing but good things about the last of us and.
2: It's I will probably not watch. Not it. something
0: Marisha will ever watch, but it's no. probably something that I. I
2: like. do not like zombies in any. Way. They're not zombies. Yeah, we
1: just went over this.
0: They're mushroom people. I don't like I don't mushroom people. Mario. N- no, not like. Wow, Mario. two of the best <laughs>
1: video game adaptations of all time both feature mushroom people. That's yeah. right. That's that's. They're practically the same story.
0: Like, exactly. Like, I mean mario is going to show up anytime now i mean pedro pascal played mario on saturday
1: night live just a few weeks ago oh that was did you see that i did see that i was like yeah and you know what else oh my god the story of mario in this movie is he's going to find luigi right Mm -hmm. you know what the plot of last of us is he's going to find his brother he's going to find his brother tommy that's great
0: (laughs) there's some weird some weird connections between these two uh properties Wow, and we
1: should
2: delve further into that.
1: <laughs> I wish Jack Black was in The Last of Us.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, my kids think that playing Peaches for your wedding would be the greatest idea ever.
1: I I really, I'm I really want you to do that. If you, can, I, I'm not gonna be mad. I, if you I can't will learn pull it, it. Off, but
2: I will learn it, and when y'all come for a consultation,
1: I will play yeah. it just for kicks. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, maybe just while you know, while guests are getting seated. <laughs>
2: You don't. You don't think she wants to come into
1: that? <laughs> no, I don't think she wants to walk down. Though she does love that song. That's funny.
2: So, for the benefit of any of our viewers who may not have heard, David's getting married.
0: Hooray! Yeah, if they listened to last week's episode, they'd know that.
2: Oh, that's true. Well, I wasn't here last week. I was too busy <laughs> spiraling about my sewing project.
1: So,
2: if you missed it last time, now yeah. you know. You heard the memo. You heard yeah, it here weird. first. Folks.
1: You know, the, genuinely, the best thing about getting engaged is finally having something to say. When people ask, "So what's new with you?"
2: <laughs> it's yeah. been
1: great being like, "Well, I'm getting, in, I'm getting married." Yeah, like, oh.
2: and then, and then, like, if you, so then you get married, And then if you, you know, you decide to have kids, you can be like, "Oh, we're thinking about having kids." Oh, you know, we're, oh, well, we're pregnant. Oh, we're gonna have a baby, and then like, okay, then you tell them, then for the rest of forever, you just tell them what the kids are doing because nobody cares <laughs> what you're doing anymore. You're like, Which... they learned, you know, they're doing algebra this year. They learned to walk. He's sleeping through the night.
1: One of my my favorite comedians, Tom Segura, made a joke where, and I hope that I am like, this is what I'm going to try to be. He said that whenever he became a dad, he just didn't have time for everything anymore. So one of the things he cut out was arguing. So now what he does is anytime an argument's about to start, anytime somebody says like, "Uh, I disagree with you, he goes, you know what? I'm on your side now. (laughs) You're right, and they're like, "What?" And it's like, That's "You convinced great. me. I, I'm on your side now. Now we don't have to argue about this." And he said, it has saved him so much time and energy. Ethic. And I'm going to really aim to be uh, that kind of of parent. Um, That's great. in a f- <laughs> few years. In a now, few years. Yes. Years. Yes. Yeah. My mom's already like, "So when are y'all having kids?" And I'm like, <laughs> "She's already buying oh, baby clothes." I can yeah. guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like ah no, she's already a rich, famous author first.
2: She's already making a list of baby names to pitch. She's-
1: That's funny. I mean, <laughs> Matt, Maddie's got a list too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: uh, did you? Were you done with The Last of Us?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm done with okay. The Last of Us. Talk.
0: I did want to jump in because I thought of something. I don't know what made me think of it while we were in the middle of this discussion. But something that I did want to mention on here that's kind of a a big piece of sci-fi news is that Paramount is officially making a Galaxy Quest TV series.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: That is pretty dope. Basically, we
0: know they tried before Alan Rickman died. It kind of fell apart. All we really know is that Mark Johnson, who was the EP on the movie, is back for this we don't really i don't know that we know anything else about it that's great but uh this was announced i think it was last week okay
2: yeah i did yeah. actually see that um and and i knew that there was talk a bit you know there was a lot of talk going around and i think whenever alan rickman died i think it just it was just so gutted it was just like we didn't even want to yeah, talk about it we don't want to think problems about it
0: that we're kind of having trouble getting everybody on the same schedule and then alan rickman passed and uh several of them just we're like, I, I don't want to do it now. Like, yeah. they just kind of, they didn't have it in them to to do it. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, who comes back, and if it can, if it can match the tone because the mm-hmm. tone of the original movie is almost accidental.
2: Yeah, like it I was... don't know
0: how much y'all know about that. There's a really good documentary. About yeah, that. but it was filmed to be rated R. Right, and then they kind of, the studio kind of went, this isn't going to work. Like this isn't this is not going to work as an R rated film.
2: Well, and, and they, they also Tim out. Allen was like right. kind of making bank as like the family, family. friendly, yeah. you know, guy at that point. You know, it was right after um, Home Improvement. Right.
0: And they knew they were they knew they were abandoning fan mm-hmm. base for this movie, and so they went in. They did a lot of editing, trimmed some stuff out, and ended up with an absolutely wonderful film. Yeah, and. Yeah, almost almost by accident ended mm-hmm. up with that. It's the sort of thing that usually
2: ruins film. projects when they yeah. decide to change the tone no, in no, post.
0: Usually when you go in and do that kind of editing, you destroy the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they kind of thought that there were people that thought that that's what they were doing was destroying the film. Yeah. And ended up with a, a major hit. So I, I'm I'm curious to see... Hopefully I'm hoping they attempt to match the tone. I feel like trying to go too serious with it, you're mm-hmm. gonna get accused of ripping, you know, riffing on the Orville. If you go too dark with it, you're gonna lose the you know, too too R rated, you're gonna lose a lot of the original fans and fans of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to see where they go with it. But I just thought that yeah. was worth mentioning. That's a, uh that's a that's a pretty big piece of news that we've waited a long time for. Yeah, that's
2: awesome.
1: That is really cool.
2: You know, I actually thought of an, another thing that sort of happened in the past couple of weeks. That I don't know that we've talked about Y'all may have talked about it last week. But if we talked at all about the fact that they're rebooting Harry Potter? Okay.
0: Well, what are your thoughts? Go ahead and tell us. I just... Tell us what you think and then I've got a question to pose to you that David okay. posed last week.
2: But why? Like, the movie's are excellent adaptations of the book. They are not perfect, but they are very good adaptations of the book. They are still, they hold up just as well as, you know, like they they hold up very well. Um, In in a similar way that Lord of the Rings holds up, Harry Potter holds up. I just don't understand. Now, uh, I actually said something about it to the kids. They are very excited. They think it's a great idea They'll be able to include all the things from the books that didn't make it into the movies. So maybe they're the target audience and not me. But I just don't see the point. And also, do we really want to hear all the screaming on Twitter for the next 10 years about how much they hate J.K. Rowling? I don't. That's just me. But if there's a Harry Potter project in the works, they're going to scream way louder. So anyway, that's my...
0: So, So what David asked last week was, what do you think the odds are that they set this the this show in modern era oh
2: yes i think definitely um i i don't think it's set in the i i think that it's not particularly tied to the 90s you know in early 2000s which is technically i think when the story was supposed to be set actually I i think that the i think that the the deal is that the last book was supposed to be set in 99 so it basically went through the 90s, but I don't know that it particular it really matters. But like, um,
0: like, so, I mean, David, like, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, because I mean, it was like, adding things like cell phones, right?
1: Yeah, like, is Harry like, Potter gonna have an Instagram? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I mean,
2: they never really did anything. You know, like whenever they were doing the Muggle thing, you know, they had phones and all that, and so you could have, you know yeah, I could have Mr. Weasley be obsessed with the internet and you know, social media, but they never really dealt with any of that stuff, you know in 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 the magical world anyway. So I don't know, I don't know. I just don't see the point. That's well, just me. Anybody else
1: see the point? No, no, I don't. I mean, I get it. Like I don't think the movies are timeless, like something like Lord of the Rings is. And we spoke a lot about on the show before about them rebooting, but yeah. And
2: I thought that they would in another 10 or 20 years. I didn't think that they would be rebooting it this soon. But yeah. They didn't ask me. So here we
1: are.
0: All right, David. So what have, what have we got next on the agenda?
1: I believe the next and uh remind me if I'm uh forgetting, but I believe the next and final topic is the flash trailer. The flash trailer. Is there, is there trailer. anything else I'm forgetting?
0: I don't think so. I think that was our, yeah. our last big
1: topic. Uh, we brought it up at the beginning with my, with my Let's Get Nuts intro, but there was a new Flash trailer and the closer we get to this movie, the more and more reviews are coming out about it and people are just raving about this movie. I mean, yeah. these are like people that are in the industry that get a chance to see it, so I don't really, I don't take their opinions like too heavily. The people um, who said that The Last Jedi was the greatest movie ever made? Those people? Yeah, <laughs> The only opinion I like is like This just in, Uh, The Flash, best DC movie since Shazam, Fury of the Gods. (laughs) There we go.
0: Uh, But you're right. I have seen, and there are some reviewers that I trust their opinions, generally, that are just raving about this movie. Uh, Like, people that have been sort of skeptical about it up until they saw it. So, yeah, I don't know what to expect. I'm still sort of baffled at how this whole thing has unfolded with the whole Ezra Miller situation and all of that. And it appears they've leaned very heavily into Keaton's Batman to at make least, this a
1: success.
2: At least for the advertising. I mean, that was basically a Batman trailer. Yeah. With a little bit of flash in it.
1: Yeah, this, um, is, this is a Batman trailer. Yeah, there's some really,
0: really cool Batman stuff in that trailer. Um, All the suits
2: the back glider in front of the moon.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, a, lo- there's a lot of cool stuff uh, in there. And I'm, I'm so, I, my feelings are so mixed on this movie because I just, I was one of those people that thought they should have pulled the plug on it. But honestly, I was one of those people that thought they should have pulled the plug on it way before the Ezra Miller stuff happened because of the production issues let's not forget how long they've been trying to make this movie yeah um yeah and after like the the after like the second director left i was just like just pull the plug on it something's mm-hmm. wrong here yeah
2: one after everything that's gone down though one does begin to wonder if there's something that was going wrong with ezra miller
0: i don't know they the the director the current director has stuck by ezra miller all the way through it so i, I don't know but i mean what
1: what did you think david I mean, I think the trailer, (sighs) I just don't know how to feel about it because I feel like it's not much of a movie. It's just a big spectacle of, look, we got Michael Keaton back. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see that and see what they do. I just have a really hard time caring about the DC universe right now because of all the conflicting reports on if this matters Mm -hmm. or not. And it might be at the end of this that it like officially, this is a reboot of the universe. And having just recently watched those DC animated movies, like I talked about, I'm kind of like seeing how I think that could actually work. Uh, just mm-hmm. them at the end being like, he go, he runs really fast, big flash of light. And now we get to look and see, well, Jason Momoa is still Aquaman, but there's a new Superman. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and if that's what happens, great. I'm super excited for Michael Keaton. I mean, I, I feel bad for the flash though, because Barry Allen is one of the all-time great comic book characters. And I never would have imagined that his first movie, The Flash's first movie, the villain would be General Zod, and it would feature cameos from Batman and Supergirl. And other Batman. And uh, and other Batman, yeah. So it's a shame that The Flash can't just get his own movie with his own supporting cast fighting like Captain Cold or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and hopefully one day we will get something like that. I've never liked Ezra Miller as The Flash. I always thought it was a bad casting choice. It's always soured everything to do with The Flash in this universe for me. Yeah, you know, he, doesn't, he him,
0: doesn't. There's nothing about him that makes me think of Barry Allen. Nothing at all. I also really don't like that. They, they made a choice and they went with it for the way that they animate the running. Yeah. But I really don't like it. And I know you're obviously, you're trying to do something different. Like the biggest home run, you know, working, you know, on a speedster in a in a comic book movie was uh, Quicksilver in the X-Men universe. And so I know everybody doesn't want, you know, they don't want to do exactly that. They want to do something that feels different than that. But I never liked it. And I'm still not so like, I don't know that I've liked any, of the flash's costumes
1: through the entire dceu i agree it cw i mean it took the cw like freaking seven years to figure that out
2: you know i think honestly that ezra miller's performance has suffered from comparison to the tv version of the flash um not that i necessarily think that that Grant uh, Gustin should have been the flash in the DCEU, but he was a very good flash and people liked him as Barry Allen. Um, And so I think a lot of people felt like, why can't you at least do it as well as the CW does it? I mean, that should be a bar we should be able to attain.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I never was even like, I don't think Grant Gustin's flash was the perfect Barry Allen, but I think it hit a lot closer to home or a lot closer to the bullseye than, than Ezra Miller's did. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they should do what they should have done in the first place was there's a Barry Allen in the, in the CW let's do a Wally West in the DCU. Yeah. That's what I think would have been really cool. I still am holding out hope for, for that. I mean, I've been saying it for years. They did a show called justice league and it was the most perfect superhero animated show ever. Just do that. Not it doesn't have to be complicated, but yeah, I I don't like the costume, and like in CW, it took him seven years for for me to like the costume in, in the CW anyway. Now that's coming to an end, and you know, for a lot of people, you're right. Grant Gustin is the Flash for a lot of people, and it's always gonna be. And I hope that one day we get to see Grant Gustin again. I mean, there were rumors of him making a cameo in this movie, but it didn't work out, so. Maybe maybe he is in it, and it's a big surprise. But I just don't foresee that. I mean, don't forget.
2: I think they're pulling out all of
1: hashtag fire James
2: Gunn.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's so and Peter Saffron. I'm so sick of that already.
1: Like the man hasn't even made a movie yet, and y'all want to fire? It's it's hilarious. I mean, like I was mad at him for the Henry Cavill thing, but Jesus, yeah, it's it's snyder fanboys I've, I've been in a big twitter fight with them recently well that's the other that thing was a mistake i made. i should not is... have commented about the F- snyder fanboys this i haven't is... responded and like i haven't engaged in the argument but I, I left one comment and i've gotten like literally 20 responses from different people oh wow. that's hilarious i haven't responded to any of them I'm just letting it go but
0: well if they ever listen to my uh to me talk on here they're gonna be real... <laughs> me and you spent a whole episode back months ago talking about Zack snyder yeah it Um, wasn't
1: it wasn't favorable (laughs) uh, oh no
0: and it's not that he's never made movies that i like you know he's made movies i like but and i and i hope his new uh rebel moon movie that he's working on i hope is good Um, apparently
1: he's like a super nice guy
0: (laughs) uh rebel moon the one that he's got coming out soon is it was actually it started its life as a Star Wars movie that he pitched at some point. Yeah, really? that sounds like a Star Wars movie. Rebel Moon. So, so it's you know it's one of those things he pitched it as a Star Wars movie and uh, Lucasfilm said no, thank you, and hmm. so he's kind of revamped it and made it made it something else. I'll be curious to see if it's any good. I mean, the world's wounds up with some really good properties that way. But I never liked. Like a lot of the CGI, I, they they made artistic choices with the CGI and stuff in in the DCEU, in the Snyderverse. And I've just never been all that fond of it. I don't know, some right. people love it. It's just never been my thing. You know, I, I've always kind of accused him of kind of stealing Frank Miller's whole style, starting with the 300.
1: Yeah, 300 was was the beginning of this whole Snyder thing, wasn't it? Because that's, that's where wife. you can trace it back to of like, Okay, they got they made three hundred. So then they got him to make Watchmen. So then they got him to make Man of Steel, and, and so on and so on.
0: Right, and I like the three hundred, and it, it's there are shots in there that are like shots directly out of the, out of the, the book
1: comic book, yeah,
0: um, out of the graphic novel. But it's like he he really latched on to something from that style and has never quite turned loose of it. Weird. It's like it doesn't look r- quite real, yeah, on screen. Which I mean is it looks like a graphic novel.
2: Yeah.
0: And and that's the way a lot of his his DCEU stuff looks. But it was a choice. And and some people love it. It's just like I said, I never could quite get used
1: to it. I've always appreciated that he did have a vision. It wasn't a vision I liked, but he did have Mm -hmm. a plan and a cohesive all of his movies like they go together very yeah they they, they go together very well there's for sure something i I mean the thing
0: is there's people keep giving him money to make movies because obviously he's a talented guy and he appears to be relatively easy to work with you don't hear a lot of complaints about working with him but
2: which is kind of unusual for an actor as or for a director as big as he is (laughs) yeah
0: so i don't know it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here
1: but I'm sorry, guys. I think the Snyderverse is dead. It's over, man. Game over. And I think that this Flash movie will be the last big hurrah for the Batflack character. I still have... I just feel it in Although, my heart. Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, wasn't there some rumor floating around that Ben Affleck is going to be
1: directing one of these Batman projects? Oh, yeah. That was a thing. That was a rumor that even that he would just be the Batman. There's no way. I feel in my heart. For some reason, I just feel it. And there's no way it's true, but I'm just I maybe if I believe, I feel in my heart that Christian Bale is going to be in this movie. That would there's be no absolutely way. amazing. There's no way. I just feel it in my heart. And I'd love if he came back and was just the new Batman. Because you know, this new Batman's going to have a son, so he's going to be a bit older. Well, my my
0: guess is that that's either going to be Ben Affleck or, or um Christian Bale. It's going to be one of the two of them. What if it's George Clooney? What if it's Michael Sarah?
1: <laughs> it could you be George Clooney. He said that so earnestly. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's that 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 disbussing film has got me so many times? Yeah, where I see something, I'm like, "There's no way that's real," and I have to check the handle to make sure it's not discussing film.
0: I'm just glad that someone else out there appreciates the Michael Sarah joke, like casting Michael Sarah in completely yeah. inappropriate roles. <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, like maybe, you know, I, I think we should get Bruce Campbell as an older Batman with a son. I could that definitely could see fun. that.
1: I could, de- you know, what would be great. You know, what would have been a great role for Bruce Campbell. He would be in a great, uh, booster gold. I know he doesn't have blonde hair, but like young Bruce Campbell would have been awesome as Booster. Oh, gold.
0: one,
1: 100%. He would have been a great I, star. You Lord. know, young Bruce Campbell.
0: The thing is, is yeah, I saw a big discussion about this on Twitter the other day and it's like how did Bruce Campbell never become a bigger star than he is? Like what was it about Bruce Campbell that kept him from ever becoming an a, a big A-list movie star? And honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. I I don't know. Like he you look at his early work and he checks all the boxes
2: well and especially a lot of people who started off making his weird B movies with him did transition over yeah to you know big shots in the industry so i don't know
1: this is very specific but i really see him as so i was thinking like you know he he looks like an old Bruce Wayne but he is a little energetic for like a Bruce Wayne you know he'd be great in the dark knight returns there's old man green arrow and that Uh, would be a great bruce campbell yeah if they ever make a dark knight returns movie uh, which they should Um, i I only
0: hate that they wasted him in the mcu as the pizza papa
2: They could always have him as something else random though because i um, just
0: you know that's the whole thing is bruce
1: campbell was supposed to be mysterio
2: oh yeah i hate
1: that it's a shame one day I'd love to see him as just an older superhero mm-hmm. uh, in in anything actually. because like, you know, he kind of has that superhero look. like he, he kind of has he has the jawline, the handsome mm-hmm. face, the hair. yeah, he's very superman-ish in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. like when you look at a young Bruce Campbell coming in and starting to make movies, And he he literally checks all the boxes. And so it's like he never became this big, huge A lister. And you almost have to wonder if it was, if he sort of made that decision his own self.
2: I mean, like, yeah. I have heard him say, you know, I used to be a little bit embarrassed that all I made was B movies until I started looking at what Hollywood was doing. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like. But no, I mean, like,
0: I, I think that, like, You, If you had a young Bruce Campbell now, you would look at him and go, yeah, this is the guy we want in all of our comic book franchises.
2: Well, because he's he's got that very kind of, he's funny, but he can can play it straight. He can be serious. He can do the physical things. Yeah. He's kind of the whole package for the modern action star, but maybe not so much action stars in the 90s.
0: That's interesting. I, we, I, the more I'm sitting here thinking about this, we might need to do a whole uh, episode
1: devoted to Bruce Campbell. We need to do a Brendan Fraser episode and a Bruce Campbell episode. Yes, because those yep. have been our two guys that we just mm-hmm. like constantly talk about how much we love them and how they could have been contenders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but
0: that—that's an interesting thought that he's almost almost a prototype for a modern action star but didn't work during his own era
2: well because i mean because he was in
0: the era of stallone and chuck norris and Mm -hmm. even jackie chan you know
2: you're really and then in the 90s you know you had tom cruise and you had you know
0: the tom cruise thing goes all the way back to the 80s for sure but yeah
2: but he was he 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 was the name in action
0: yeah
2: in in the 90s you know and he's he's a very different kind of action star you know he's you know he's small and he's wiry and he's you know a very different kind of but you know it may have just been a an issue of he just you know he he was
0: a little bit of a different
2: well I mean, you know what happens they were funny
0: Right. Well, and it was always, it's. I don't think it's as bad now as it used to be, but like you play a certain type of character yep. and that's the character that everybody casts you in as for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. And so it, it may very well be that Army of Darkness yeah. sort of set in stone who Bruce Campbell is as an actor.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, and if, if you think about it, other than Harrison Ford, who always did kind of like a little bit snarky in his serious roles, that wasn't a really common thing before, you know, 2000 or so. You mostly, you know, your action heroes were kind of serious and, you know, they had catchphrases and that'd be (laughs) Bach, you know, but they weren't really expected to be charismatic and, you know, have comedic timing and all of these things. That, that, or sort of what people don't net, they ex- at least expect their action stars to be able to pull it out on occasion.
1: Yeah. You know what? Action. I just had a thought. We're about to wrap it up here, but I was thinking about how I've always wanted a Batman Beyond movie, and I wanted George Clooney to play the old man Batman because of mm-hmm. his like just silver hair. Yeah, I just thought right. he was always perfect for it. But now that I'm thinking about it, you know. I don't even think George Clooney looks old enough to play that old freaking Batman in Batman Beyond. And so I was thinking Bruce Campbell, and I was like, I could definitely see like an old like that. But you know what? You brought up Harrison Ford, and now my dream is to see Harrison Ford play old man Batman.
2: I mean, he could definitely be grumpy enough. S- yeah,
1: <laughs> cynical, grumpy.
2: Have you watched... Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Oh shoot what's the with the show with Jason Segel and Harrison Ford shrinking. shrinking shrinking yes i was like something to do with shrinks yeah shrinking we've watched a few episodes of that and um Harrison Ford
1: is in top grumpy old man form that's that's fun. yeah he'd be he'd be excellent like an old batman i also just had another thought i want to go into I, th- I thought about how Bruce Campbell would have been a great booster gold they're making that booster gold show you know who'd be a great booster gold, and is my choice. I think it might be Zac Efron.
0: Oh, that could be interesting. You know yeah. what else would
1: be great? You know, um, uh, Dave Franco, James Franco's brother, Dave Franco. I yeah. recently watched that movie Neighbors that that was like that Zac Efron was in, <laughs> right years ago. I just randomly watched it because it was on TV and at my girlfriend's house, and Dave Franco's in it, and he does an incredible out Pacino uh, impression. <laughs> And so now I'm thinking, like you know, I feel like he might have the acting chops to actually be like really fun. I could see him as Booster Gold. What if we got Zac Efron and Dave Franco as like Booster Gold and and Ted Cord Blue Beetle? I really hope we get a Ted Cord Blue. Be- I know we're getting that Blue Beetle movie with Jaime Reyes, but I really hope we get the Ted Cord Blue Beetle one day as well. Yeah. Um, but and we'll have to get, when that gets closer, we'll have to put in our our casting dreams for all the new dc stuff Mm -hmm. that is um is coming out uh but yeah we've we've hit over an hour now um we have indeed yeah so i know we can keep going but i think i'll stop us here unless there's anything else that uh you guys wanted to discuss or any more final thoughts you wanted to bring up uh, before Mm -hmm. we end the show here tonight Oh, I don't think I have anything else.
2: We didn't um we didn't give our Guardians of the Galaxy predictions. Uh, How about one sentence prediction for Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I don't yeah, even
0: yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I've I've got a prediction. It's not necessarily an original prediction. I've seen it somewhere else, but they've said what what is the, the villain, the villain's name? The yeah, um, uh, high evolutionary. The high evolutionary. They've said something about face-off way too many times in these trailers for him to not actually have his face ripped off. By the end of this movie.
1: That's so funny.
0: He took his face off. <laughs> but it, it looks like you could peel it off in the trailer. Oh, yeah, or... no, it looks
1: like you can peel that. So off, I, I yeah. think the face is coming off for sure. That's funny. Predictions, I'm going to cry. Drax will die. And this will not be the last time we see at least some of the guardians. I think that for the most part, I mean, the guardians franchise is over, but like the beauty of the MCU is like, we could have rocket and nebula show up in secret wars randomly, you know, or just like maybe just Groot shows up for something one time. Um, especially if they go back into space with stuff like star jammers or something won't be the last time. So, so here's a question. Do
0: they finally introduce Nova?
1: No, no, like Sam Alexander or like, um, what's the other one? Richard Ryder, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think they do.
2: I think we're already getting, we're
1: getting,
0: we're yeah, uh, we're getting Adam Warlock.
2: Adam Warlock.
0: Uh, I think if they introduce Nova, I think it'll be in an end credit. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. introduce him or we get a name drop or just something. Uh, but I'm also, I also think there's a possibility based on these two movies that are coming out this year, that they could introduce Nova, or at least the idea that he's out there somewhere in either in either Guardians or in the Marvels.
1: The Marvels would be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a prediction. This is stupid, and I hope they don't do this. I just feel like they're going to kill Adam Warlock. Oh, um, I really hope not. That'd be the dumbest thing. Be no reason but Marvel's notorious for doing stuff like that. I could be, I could see them being like, well, we did the Thanos thing. We don't need it. Just kill him.
0: Yeah. I'd hate to see them do that in a first movie, just because I still hadn't quite forgiven them for only giving us one movie with Quicksilver. Right.
1: Like just for an example of like, they just freaking kill. And like Adam Warlock is like, he's not the villain, but he's kind of a villain ish in this movie seems to be an antagonist figure. Maybe that'll change by the end of it, but I could see them. Like I could totally see them killing off Adam Warlock. Don't. He has the coolest name in all of comic books, (laughs) and I want to see that on a poster one day.
0: Yeah, I. So I have I have very very high hopes for this movie. Like this may be the most like feeling wise the most like pre phase four Marvel that we've had since since uh, Endgame.
1: Yeah, I have high hopes. I have really high hopes for 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 this one as well. I think it might get get Marvel's groove back.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I I have very high hopes for this one. Everything I I've, everything I've seen, I'm excited about. The only thing that kind of concerns me is the number of clips they have released from this film. They have released a lot of clips, and I'm kind of like now. I know the movie's a little longer than the others, I think, but it's like man, y'all are, really, y'all are releasing a lot of stuff here. Now, I don't think they've released anything important, but it does concern me a little bit how many clips they've released.
1: But I guess we'll see. That'll be coming up next week or by the time you're listening to this, like the next day. That's why we want to go ahead and give our predictions here. Yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts or predictions before we wrap, wrap up the show?
2: I predict that the story, the series does not end with Peter Quill and Gamora being an item. I predict that they drop that, which I think, since I don't know, it, it's the whole like, they're dead, but they're back.
0: Oh, I'll do you one better. Gamora's going to die. Ooh. Again? Again. That would be. I think Zoe Saldana's. From comments I've heard, maybe ready to
1: move on. Oh, she's done. She's done. I don't know if they'll kill Gamora, but she's most definitely never gonna be in a movie again. Oh. I, I definitely see that.
2: It'll be interesting. I um I don't know if this is as much a prediction as I just I hope. I do hope, especially since we know the ego told us he was a celestial. I hope that we get a little bit more of the how all that fits together because that was he was not consistent with what we saw of the celestials in
0: the eternals. So yeah, he took a different form, but that's always been yeah. the way that he's been in, in the comics. What but I want to see is never a celestial is, in the comics. That's true. What I want to see is if he if Peter has any dormant
2: mm-hmm. power
0: power that he can tap into.
2: Because yeah, I mean,
0: well, the there's a lot of predictions, a ego lot of theories that Mantis that- may be the key to unlocking mm-hmm. whatever potential he hasn't tapped into.
2: Well, because I mean, she obviously still has some kind of powers. Now, we don't know if that's native to her species or if that's because ego was her father, but it's an interesting question. I do hope we get to kind of see that dynamic develop further. I thought that was a really sweet thing that they did there in the holiday special yeah so i hope we get to see a little i would honestly rather them focus on that dynamic than on whether peter's gonna sleep with
1: gamora or nebula yeah because you know the more i think about it now that you mention it like they had that gamora love story and i think it was actually a very well i like their love story between mm-hmm. guardians one and two and going into uh infinity war but that Gamora's dead. Yeah, right. she died. It's a tragic love story. Let's leave it at mm-hmm. that. And now I think the much more interesting dynamic is Gamora's back and she looks like that Gamora, but this is, and there looks like they're going that direction where, like, this is not her. She did not yeah. experience all the same thing. She did not go through it. You can't force the magic to happen again like that. Right. It doesn't really work that way. And in fact, it's kind of, I would almost see it now that I think about it, I would almost see it as diminishing the romance that he had with like prime Gamora, the original Mm -hmm. Gamora. If he, it's almost, it's a different, it's a different woman. It is a different person who has now experienced drastically different events in her life.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think the story we get there is, is not them reconnecting As love interests, but rather Peter coming to grips with the fact that Gamora's dead. Because he hasn't, like, as as far as we've seen so far, he hasn't fully processed that. And having Gamora, a different version, but Gamora show up doesn't help with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the Peter Quill story. A big part of his story here is coming to grips with the loss. Yeah,
2: which... Uh, Marvel has done a surprisingly good job addressing those kinds of issues. Uh, they huh. spent
0: almost all of phase 4
2: in their stories, so hopefully that sort of of they stuff. they do a good job with that.
1: Loss of quality. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm actually talking kidding. about WandaVision. Uh, no, you're right. They have that's been a big theme mm-hmm. actually I think is like uh, same with Doctor. Sh- that was the point of Doctor Strange: Mother versus Amanda's. Really, that was like mm-hmm. that was kind of the plot, wasn't it? Of like he's lost his prime, Christina. Now he's going to hang out with this alternate Christina to help him come to grips with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally the entire the entirety of Phase Four is about loss.
2: So hopefully, we get some gains here in a minute. Loss of fan interest only <laughs> continue losing, and I mean, I the thing is like as, as their own things. Gun. Yeah, as individual projects i have enjoyed most of the movies in phase four a few of them i really felt were lackluster especially after the way that they talked eternals up like it was the greatest thing ever set to film and it just wasn't it just wasn't so i i hope that they can kind of get a little more of, of an optimistic Tone, even as they're dealing with you know kind of serious issues, I hope we can kind of get back to. Marvel was always the the place to go if you wanted to end the movie mostly feeling a little bit happy.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that I think with what we're seeing, I do think we're going to deal with some pretty big things in Guardians, but I think that we're probably moving back towards a less melancholy tone to the movies.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, so, guys, I think that that'll actually finally do us in for the night. Marisha, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore
2: padawans. And I am p padawans on Twitter.
0: And Andrew? you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sah underscore Fictionary. You can find me hosting our Star Wars show over at Coruscant Radio Underground. You can find content from both shows on uh, the Science Fictionary's YouTube channel, where we just got done covering every episode of The Mandalorian. So if you want to check out our reviews of, of The Mandalorian uh, Season 3, head over there and check that out. Um, you can also find us or drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com. And as always, you can find our podcast and all of the rest of the red five podcast family at red
1: five network on Twitter. And I am David underscore JG people's on Twitter. Guys, please don't forget to leave us a like a subscribe, a comment, review rating, whatever it is you can do on your preferred podcast platform. It really helps out the show. And we appreciate you listening. Tune in next week uh, or hopefully within the next uh, couple weeks of this episode coming out. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Tune in for uh, the next episode of the science fictionary podcast. Again, don't forget, like subscribe, et cetera. Thank you so much for listening. And remember when you're in a impossible situation, just imagine a bunch of people in a montage telling you to run Barry run. And it'll get you out of literally every single problem. At least that's what the Flash TV show told us.